Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 130 of the Seeds Us Show. We are back at it again, and it's been a long time since we had the co-host up here as well, too. So before I introduce the co-host, once again, I always like to rehash the previous episode. So on episode 129, it was your boy, Sir Seasons and D Sharp, my brother. We discussed major awards ending the regular season in first-round matchup preview. So I believe I was... Correct on almost all of them except for (laughs) two, actually, in which we'll get into a little bit later. But it was the Milwaukee Bucks Heat Series. Didn't see that coming. And also, um, I had the I had the Knicks taking the L, and they and they and they surprised me as well too. And we're gonna talk about the the Cavs a little bit later. I should have if I I should have bet this mother right here, man. I was mm, I was not expecting Donovan Mitchell to look that bad for real. real. (sighs) Yeah, man. So, uh, before we get into today's episode, I just want to officially introduce my co-host. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Terrence Whaley. What up? What up? Glad to be back. Serious. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing good. Just staying busy, man. Been traveling a little bit, like I told you, off air, man. Mm-hmm. In Vegas. And I was in Houston for a little bit. About to make a trip to San Fran in a couple of weeks as well, too. So, okay. just trying to explore a little bit more, you know, now, now that I'm a little bit situated and whatnot, man. How you been? Good, man. I've been moving around as well. Uh, finally got to see um, Frank Ocean, you know, live. How was he? Man. I heard was, he was mid. It was, well, okay. See, that's the thing, bro. It's been a lot of, like, negativity surrounding, like, his performance or his lack there of a performance. And I'm just like, bro, like, out of out of the however many thousands of people that was there, bro, like, we got to see him perform, and it's been, like, six or so years since he performed last. Like, you don't ever know, like, if he ever going to perform again. So I was more so just in the nostalgia, or not even nostalgia, but more so, like, in the, you know, just being there in the moment. That's with history. It, you know, exactly, rather than um, being upset about, you know, the lack there of a performance. So it was cool to me, though. i ask you this. Um, did he perform... I don't know what your favorite Frank Ocean song is, but did he perform your favorite Frank song? Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, for me, it's it's pyramids. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so he he went that. Did he perform out. Nike? No, I don't think Damn, so. Actually, he didn't. Be number two for me. Um, but but yeah, he he performed pyramids. There was a lot he didn't get to get to though because the performance got cut short. Oh, it but went then over? but then yeah yeah, and then um he he kind of hinted at a new album that was gonna drop soon, <sighs> or not soon, but he said it is it is coming. Okay, so that that got everybody riled up, and you know he was he was actually like actually singing. So like as people 
were actually trying to keep up and like you know sing with him like it was kind of off key because like he was like actually kind of going in and out of like how the song actually sounds mm-hmm. because he was actually singing and i thought that was cool too you yeah. know just like having him perform it real like real live mm-hmm. um but yeah man it he he did an amazing job to me i had a lot of fun then any other performances you enjoy as well that stood out to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, I would have to say um, there was this this woman DJ named Uncle Waffles that my girl Siobhan actually put me on. Um, she did a really good job. Like she she does. She a, the DJ plug. Right, right, right. Hey, nah, <laughs> hey, like, hey, and shout out Selection Radio too. They they got a lot of good DJs um, that she also put me on to. Um, Metro Boomin, you know, did a really good job. Um, he brought out Future, The Weeknd, uh, Twenty One Savage. Um, they all did a great job performing. And then I will also say um, Kenny Beats. But my favorite was Kechinada. Kechinada is like my Kechinada is my man's. Like I'm still mad I didn't go. I don't know if it was last year, or year before. He had like a Halloween joint. Oh, okay, that was in, in LA? LA. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm mad about that. Yeah, man. I, I went to see him. I think it was my first time seeing him perform live. Was in New York last summer, um, and that was just a great time. Like just again, man. His music, like. You, you, you! I, I, I would pay to see somebody try to stand still, like listening to his music, and mm-hmm. going to a performance. So it was a real cool, uh, good time, um, and you know, celebrating my girl's birthday. Her friends had a good time, so it was a good time all around. Dope, dope, dope! Yeah, one of these days I'll eventually make my way out, uh, out the desert as well. Too, I would just get preoccupied around that time for some odd reason, but mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I go next year. So. If you plan on going next year, let me know ahead of time. For sure, for sure. Um, and then I'll get that ticket. Where'd you guys stay? Y'all stay at a hotel and all that? No, we actually just uh, grabbed the Airbnb okay. out in, uh, in Palm Springs. Was um, public transportation crazy? No, they actually, so that's the great thing about Coachella when it comes to, like, versus other um, music festivals. Mm-hmm. is like, they're really um, organized when it comes to, like, the logistics of everything. So we stayed at an Airbnb that was, like, maybe five minutes from, like, ground transportation, which is, like, a bus that comes in picture. Oh, like, like a little shuttle. shuttle, exactly. Um, it takes you to the grounds, and then you're good for the day. You're already there. So, so mm-hmm. nah, it was it was real organized. Oh, that's dope. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I like music. Fe- I've only been to two music festivals: Smoking Grooves last year around this time. Okay, okay. Um, that was just a one day event, and then something mm-hmm. in the water. You heard of something in the water yeah, before? Yeah, in uh, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. That's Pharrell's joint. Right? Pharrell's joint. Yeah, 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 I went okay. to that. It was three days, but it's 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 mentally draining. No, that and on your feet, man. Yeah. The feet. This, did you have? Com- did you? Le- did you at least have comfy kicks on? I tried, but you know I was trying to get fits off. So. <laughs> I know. I saw. <laughs> so, you were stupid. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But nah. So next year, like if I was to go next year, I would say I would be a very like my style would be like a very cozy like runner boy. Like I'd have on like sneakers that would definitely go with more so of a laid back style of you know not necessarily sweats or anything like that but just like real cozy type mm-hmm. uh situation and i i kind of already have it in my head how how i would make it work so yeah, yeah. so as you told me i'm like yeah i'm just gonna wear a sweatshirt <laughs> you know i always have to yeah. be the trucker hat so what's crazy <laughs> too is like it, it it's hot during the day obviously because you're in the, in the desert cool and then it gets cold That's at night like cold cold or well, like a, it just breezy, real okay. breezy. Yeah. So you just gotta, you just gotta be able to like be versatile with like what you bring to the grounds. Mm-hmm. That way, you can prepare for that. And then once you get there, ain't no coming back until the last performance. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it was multiple the stages. 
Yeah, yeah, they got like six or seven, like so eight you gotta stages. Plan accordingly, like, uh, and then yeah. you know, you just you walking across the grounds when you're trying to go see a new, like, another artist or another performance. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I actually had a better time walking instead of standing straight up. Like that's when you like you get your back and your neck and like <laughs> your all the pressures on your feet. You know, more, yeah. But like walking around isn't as bad. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, yeah. that's what's up, man. So. Coachella 2024. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. All right. So before we get into playoff talk, just want to have a shout out to Ime Yudoka is a new head coach for the Houston Rockets. Has a pretty short resume, but last year he was 51 to 31 as a Boston Celtics, Boston Celtics head coach. Has one final finals appearance and he has some young talent in Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. and Glane. Kenya Martin, Jamari Smith, and it looks like they're going to have a top three to, to top five uh, pick this year as well, too. Obviously, we already knew he was going to get a job at some point. I didn't think it would be this soon, and nor did I think it was going to be a non-veteran-based team. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Emi Udoka, uh, you know, finally getting another crack at it with, all, with everything he's kind of been through, and what's your expectations next year? Yeah, see, that was your last point was my was my point about like I didn't think it was I would think it was gonna be a veteran team type type where like we saw a team like in the NBA that you know just needs like a new voice but has a really good locker room. Yeah, I look at the the Houston Rockets. This this is probably a a, um, a point that's kind of way out of left field, but I I would have rather seen the Rockets go for a coach like for example. And right now he's not a head coach. He has no head coaching experience at all. But he's an assistant coach for the, the Los Angeles Lakers. His name Phil is Phil Handy. Handy. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he needs to stay there for Austin with Austin Reed. See, and I know, <laughs> but but the thing is, bro, everywhere he's gone, chip. it's not only been a chip, but it's been great player development. And I think like when it comes to a, a, a nucleus like what they have, like I think it would have been a great fit for them to kind of grow together as them and player development and him as a head coach. Because the Rockets, I mean, they got like uh, time horizon, I would say, like, three years at the very least, you know, to, like, get to where I think that they want to go, especially being in the West. Like, the top six in the West ain't, ain't going nowhere soon, for real. Mm-hmm. So, I I just – Ime Udoka is a, a great fit in the sense of, like, selling it to your fan base or the fact to be like, yo, we have a, a coach NBA Finals experience, and, hey, like, he's coached Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum in the past – I just I just would have rather seen a younger coach kind of come in there and try to like you know grow with the the players that also need growth. Do you think um, did, has Phil Handy ever alluded to wanting to actually be a head coach at some point? So no, I, I I've never heard like a an interview where where that's the case. But I I'd be very I'd be very shocked for him to not want that opportunity just as a just as a player like or just as a as a man like I've seen him go from you know bench to bench to bench like at some point you you, you want to sit in that first seat you know mm-hmm. and that, that's just me just assuming I'm, I'm not sure but but I, I think that that would have been a I thought I thought it would have been a great fit honestly but but Ime Ime is cool too I mean he only has one year experience though right yeah I mean he's been under coaching staff it's staffs a mm-hmm. lot too but right 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 uh, I think another, I think another uh, good fit too would have been uh, one of the assistant coaches for uh, for the Golden State Warriors, but I forgot his name. Oh, did he was he a head coach before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he uh, was Atkinson. Yes, yeah. yeah, Kenny Atkinson, I think. And he he had gotten a, a look from I think the Brooklyn Nets when they fired Steve Nash, 
And that didn't, that fell through. Reunion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kyrie and Katie kick, basically kicked them out. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's nasty. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, Ime, obviously, he needed, you know, he was going to get a uh, head coaching job. I just don't know if this is, this was priority number one for him either. Honestly. And then, like, they have a, yada, a lot of young players on that team as well, too. You think they needed someone who's, you know, been coached under Pop, was under that Brooklyn staff, um, got the respect of the Boston Celtics fan base and then the players as well, too. You think they needed a coach like that to kind of jumpstart everything? Because it, it looks like the last coach, Silas, wasn't the answer. Mm. I mean, yeah, you need you need a leader because I don't know if there's anybody on their roster right now that is that person. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can make the case that that, that that was more important in the hire, that they needed that leader um, to be the head coach. And then also with him going there and, and like you said, you know, selling that to the fan base, they're going to probably have a lot of uh, salary cap space. So they mm-hmm. can probably get some form of veterans to go there as well too. You think – because he's there now, they're more likely to actually sign some free agents to blend with the young talent. Mm, I don't know if that's ever been the case in free agency. Like you know, somebody you know going ahead and signing just because, especially of when coach. the team has no promise. Yeah, that. Um, well, not no promise. They have promise, but like they're still in the young stages. Right. Yeah. I. I. I'd, I'd see it more so that people would want to go, you know, to the other city in in Texas and play, you know, for the Mavericks type situation. Um, but I. I think. I think Houston's in a is in a is in a fine spot right now. They have like Singoon out of their out of their core. Singoon is the one that I think is the one that they're going to have to basically like Baby Joker kind of play through right. a lot yeah, of yeah yeah shows. yeah that and just kind of like I mean that's that. perfect actually with the guards that they have that uh-huh. they should play through him but I did see the other day too that they that Jalen Green's on a on a like on a trade rumor mill like that they trying to trade him that's just what came across on Bleacher Report yeah that's crazy yeah yeah so I'm I was like him. I'm not I'm not sure how how true that is but you know that's what came through. But I'm not sure. I mean, some some got to be wrong in that locker room because they didn't respect Silas at all. Like they was mimicking him. I I seen like clips of like them like when they was getting subbed out of games, like them kind of like mocking him as they were going to the bench. Like so, it was just it wasn't a good fit. But he just didn't get a fair shot at all. I was really rooting for him as well too. Uh-huh. Like just how he got there, James Harden on that shit left, and then he mm-hmm. basically had to work with bullshit these past couple years. So. And, and like, what bet do you feel like would be like a good, like fit for that? Anyways, well, I mean, there's been rumblings and rumors about James Harden coming back. Maybe that could work. Um, maybe they can get someone like a Chris Middleton, who's about to. He has a player option, but I feel like someone who's proven, who's been a champion of some sort, has been in, in high runs, long mm-hmm. runs, deep runs. Maybe something like that. Okay. Yeah. Unless you unless you just want to be like a bench mob type of guy where they like try to resign Boogie, but I don't know how that's gonna work, or like a Dwight Howard or like a Melo, but I don't mm. know if they're gonna I don't know if they're gonna want to mentor these guys. And yeah. that age gap is just crazy. Yeah, I I mean I guess we'll we'll see what happens after the draft um, and where they fall with that because I mean obviously you get the number one pick that changes everything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we pray to God they don't. <laughs> yeah, we 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 hoping for the Spurs over here. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. The Rockets, the Rockets are in a very precarious situation. I think you know they have good players. Like it's just that they don't seem mature, mm-hmm. and that in the NBA more than anything is what you need to win in the regular season, and then obviously in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, we'll see. That's interesting because last year, I'm pulling up their stats right now. With this past season, mm-hmm. um, they only won 22 games. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to predict right now, like obviously we don't know what moves they're going to have, what pick they're going to get. Do you think they can win at least 30-plus games? 30-plus games. I think that's a little high. It's high? Yeah. I think that they're still going to suck next year. Yeah. I think, like, Ime is going to come in and, like, change the voice in the locker room and things like that. You said 22 games? They, won, they won 22 games this season. So, I can see them getting plus plus eight more wins. At least 30. Who, who like, if we're just looking at the Western Conference uh, standings, who got 30 wins this year? <laughs> Portland. 33. Okay, yeah. So, that's my thing. Like, Portland, Portland was playing hard ball all year <laughs> long, and they struggled to get to 33. Um, I mean, nah, man. I, I could see them getting like to. I mean, maybe they could get to thirty. Yeah, yeah, you know. But that's the that's the most they're getting. So no, no, no playing. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm I am a very I'm I'm very high on this draft. Like I think that this draft is is One of the best deep. In a couple of years. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like almost since like since '03. Like Whoa. you got like. So you got like Wimby, right? And Scoot at the top two. And then, you know, some people like really like Brandon Miller. I, I don't know if he's going to be like, you know, an all star or anything like that. But like he's he's solid. But we're talking about like, you know who you know Imani Bates, right? Yeah. Okay, like that kid was like supposed to be like number one pick two years ago or whatever. And they say he was a fluke. And and like his game is crazy, like built for the league. Like you you could drop him in any like you know he gonna he gonna put points up. That kid is projected to be in like the second round, like available to playoff teams. You know what I'm saying? Like that. And then you've got like there's other there's other guy named like Jet Howard from Michigan. Uh, what's his name? Juwan Howard's son. Like he's a hooper. It's a lot of players and a lot of talent. Three and D guys. I feel like it's gonna be a lot of talent in Houston. You know they'll they'll be able to get you know their pick of the litter from mm-hmm. being a top five pick, but I think the best fit for them to change anything like to get to like thirty plus wins, they need a point guard. You know. So you think uh, Jalen isn't a point guard? No, no. Like the best the best that they could hope for Jalen Green to do at point guard would be to like what Devin Booker's kind of doing right okay, now. Okay, but what? So what if Seguin pans out like a Joker? Do you right. really need a point guard still? Yeah, I think you still need because like, the Nuggets are playing well with Joker as their primary ball handler. And uh-huh. Murray's more sort of a combo guard. Yeah, I think that they would still need like somebody like a, I mean, like a Jamal Murray. Like I could see yeah. it if they drafted Scoot, like you know, he'd be getting buckets kind of in the same in the same. I game. also don't like having two undersized guards on the floor at the same time starting together. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Singoon, man, you can make the case that there's gonna be times he might get played off the floor. You know, just defensively, you know, he's a cone on defense sometimes. Like, <laughs> you know, bonus we'll talk about later. Yo, wow, wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, we'll talk about that later for sure. <laughs> we'll talk about that later for sure. But yeah, I, I, I think they just they need a lead guard, a, a, a leader on the floor, a floor general, and yeah. Scoot definitely comes across that that way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm cool with him, um, Victor, or obviously Victor won for the Spurs. Mm. Two, obviously, school. You gotta go best available. I do like, um, I do like Brandon Miller though. I do like Brandon Miller. Um, I think his upside can be like a PG type player. Just gotta work on his handles a little bit. Um, okay. But his jump shot's pure. Mm. And if there's any 
of those trash teams to develop develop him is Coach Pop and that coaching staff. Right, right, right. So. Yeah, I just it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna it's, this is gonna be a draft. I, in my opinion, that we'll look back on and we'll be like, damn, damn. there were like five all stars from that. draft. You like Keegan Murray's brother? Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. Yeah, <laughs> they're to me they're just like carbon copies of like Kyle Kuzma in yeah, a way. To yeah. Me. Okay. So all right, cool. Um, moving on from that, man. I'm happy we didn't make no bets. Oh yeah. Clippers got eliminated. Um, ended up losing the series four one. It looked so promising to just start off the series where Kawhi showed you that he's still top five. He's still him when he's available, but unfortunately he wasn't available. So he played game one and two. We stole game one, game two. Uh apparently game one he he that's when he hurt his knee. Um, played through the pain game two, and then basically he was ruled out. Next couple games, I'm like, I know you're not low manager right now. Like you, you got to be fine. And then it later got revealed that he actually sprained his knee. Mm-hmm. That shit hurt me a lot because I feel like if he didn't hurt his knee just for one star, I think that they would have definitely beat the Phoenix Suns. Like you can just tell we had a better coach, we had more depth, but we lacked that firepower. So if we just had PG, we had Kawhi, we definitely would have uh, gotten further as well too. I mean, what were your thoughts on on that series, man? Yeah, I, I was very, you know, again, disappointed. Just as a fan, you know, watching, you know, the NBA playoffs, you want to see everybody 100%, you know, seeing even like Joel Embiid right now, you know, you know, possibly, you know, doubtful for game one, things like that. It just sucks. Even Jimmy, you know, turning his ankle today. Like, it's I didn't even like, get to damn. finish the game. I was busy. Uh-huh. His bad ankle? Yeah, it was bad. I mean, he didn't finish the game, or and we'll talk about this too. But the Knicks, man, to be able to not you know attack him, knowing he's like hobbled, is crazy. But to get back to the Clippers, <laughs> to get back to the Clippers, yeah, it, it just you know you you saw that they they were playing with one hand tied behind their back. You know what I mean? Like when you're going to Norman Powell as primarily to attack the defense, like that's only gonna work. You know, out of maybe like three out of ten possessions. And I mean, we're talking about it was giving you know dump downs to like Zubac, you know, like it's just tough. And, you know, what was Paul George's injury? Uh, he sprained knee his knee too. Um, okay. What's his name? Lou Dort ran into him. Okay. So that, that was more so like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, Kawhi yeah. Shit, I'm still trying to figure out like when did he get hurt? I remember there was a point where I saw him grimacing. He never grimaces, but I don't know if it was contact or non-contact. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so hard to speak on, man, because you've got, you know, people out there that are like, yeah, you should play through injuries and stuff like that. And you got people man, out here that are like, nice. look, man, like it, it's just freak accidents that happen. And I'm on the side of the freak accidents that happen. I think Kawhi's situation, um, it's it's very it's very tricky because it's like, man, like. As as a fan base, right, as a Clippers fan base, like how do you sell to them next year that the next thing won't like that, that that won't happen again? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like that's that's my thing. As far as the series, like, yeah, the Suns the Suns got lucky, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to see the two best players on the team. It's 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 definitely from a you know, it helps them from the sense that they're themselves aren't deep. You know, so they are only going what six, seven deep, really, and then KD the Clippers. And slave minutes. Yeah, and then the Clippers. <laughs> you know, yeah, like Tyloo did his best job. Tyloo to me is is if not, he's like one B as like the best coach in the NBA. For me, it man exposure in the moment. Yeah, 
yeah. Like I be hearing Steve Kerr, but I'm like, look, man, he got Steph. Yeah. Like today it wasn't about Steve Kerr. It was about Steph Curry. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. but Eric Spoelstra, yeah, to me is the best coach in the league. But you know, I I, I just. You know how I feel about, you know, the future of the Clippers. Like, I, I get you got to sell tickets in that new building. I was about but, to ask you that, too. <laughs> but, but, but like, maybe off the, off the first year, like, you keep them. But I think you just got to move them, man. Because at this point, they're only getting older. They're only getting older. Only getting older and more susceptible to injuries as well, too. Yeah, because, like, you can't flop. I mean, all investments aren't the best investments, but some investments take time. Um like, are you getting a first-round pick for, for Kawhi at this point, you think? Are you getting Bradley Bill back for, for Kawhi? I mean, you probably could, but I feel like if Kawhi gets traded, it's going to kind of be like the spur situation when he's a missing piece and you just take a gamble on him. Mm. I don't like, why would he get traded to a middle-tier, like a bottom-tier team? Okay. Him or Paul George. Okay. So, like, if Milwaukee gave you Chris Middleton and some first-round draft picks? I mean, I, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm a Spurs fan, but a Kawhi fan. Um, mm-hmm. As a Clipper, it, it, I guess my local team is probably the Clippers for now. I might switch over to the Lakers. We'll talk about that <laughs> later, too. I don't want to see Chris Middleton on the Clippers, bro. <laughs> what? Nah. So, I think I think you give them one more year together. Okay. And if it doesn't work out. It sucks though because I think they opened the twenty four twenty five season. That's when they opened up. Not not this fall. They opened up this season after that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I, I mean, feel like if you if you are if you if they're not healthy next year in the playoffs and this shit happens again, you gotta blow that shit up, bro. Fuck okay. it. Yeah. I I would blow it up because I've been an adopted well, I I've I've signed my lease. I signed an X amount of years of a lease as a Clippers fan. Um, a local Clippers fan, and it's very frustrating. Like, you already know me. I got hyped, got the season tickets this year. Yep. First half of the season, basically didn't see Kawhi play. PG was out the lineup as well, too. Um, and just these past four years have been. Wait, but also, like, explain how season tickets work, because we might have viewers that don't know. Like, like does that mean you just pull up to any game and you just didn't know when Kawhi and PG <laughs> were going to play? So as a season ticket holder, um, depending on what tier you want, you basically get uh, access to all the home games, excluding like the major games. So the the premium games would be like Golden State, Lakers, Philadelphia 76ers, Bucks and whatnot as well, too. But it's cool because you pay a monthly subscription, you get to go to the games, but you really got to do your your prediction your your math to see when these guys are going to play there's been times where i'm like all right let me look at the schedule right now it's not a back-to-back so he must play this game mm. and sometimes i go to a game he ain't playing i'm like ah oh, shit tough, like man. when i the same week you went to go see the bucks play uh-huh. they played the clippers because the bucks had a back-to-back they played the clippers the next day mm-hmm. i was like I, I timed it out correctly Kawhi ain't play sick <laughs> i was sick. like yo come on man um so pg if anything, you keep PG there because uh-huh. PG shit was a freak accident. Right, right, right. But and he he seems pretty durable for seems the most more part, more healthy. more healthy for sure. So maybe it's some shit where you try to flip Kawhi um, or something like that as well too. But we'll we'll see how we'll see how that goes as well too. Like I said, it's been frustrating year one. Mm-hmm. They had all the tools to win the championship, get to the bowl. 
meltdown. And this Doc. is and this is what year this year four because year year two they were probably going to win a championship or at least get to the finals. He tears his ACL. Joe Ingles bullshit. Yeah. Year three, he's out the whole year, and then mm-hmm. we can't even go to the playoffs because PG catches COVID. <laughs> and then this year, both of our players sprain their Sick, knee. Bro. Both of them. Yeah, man. And I mean, I'm I saying, think they're cursed. I think the Clippers are cursed. They just got to get out of crypto slash Staples Arena, bro. They got to okay. get out of there. Okay, look, man. So I mean, after five years, bro, you you've done your you've done it. Yeah, that is that's five done it. Five years in the NBA is like twenty years for us. Right. And it's <laughs> like you just gotta you just gotta let it go if you Steve Bomber. Like it's okay. Like I know he wanna win now though. Yeah, but like like be for real though. Like Kawhi and Paul George, even even healthy, do you think that they're beating like the Golden State Warriors? I think they can beat any team right now. Okay. I think they they're one of the few teams that match up. They can go big or they can go small. But with the depth we had with those two stars, bro, what? Okay. We would have, yeah, yeah. Like I said, we just needed one. We would probably beat Phoenix in six. And then we match up very well with Denver. We would have matched up with the Warriors or the Kings or the Lakers. And then the Bucks got knocked out. So we would probably just have to focus on the Celtics maybe. Mm. I think I think we could have matched up with any team and legitimately ha- legitimately had a chance to win a championship because Kawhi hasn't really lost lost like that. Okay, when he's at his top tier, understood, Four. understood. And then I mean, based off of you know what Russ gave you in the twenty twenty five games he played, you feel good about about that too? Yeah, that was gonna be my next topic that I asked you about. I mean, you know, obviously he, he went from Team Lakers to the to the Clippers as well too. Um, Played much better. It's a, it's a blessing and curse when you when you play with Bron. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. When you win, everything's good. When you lose, every all the fingers are pointed on <laughs> everyone option. but him. Yeah, it's always know? the third option on the team. It's always that's the that's the scapegoat because that's the person that seems to. <laughs> You know, shoot the ball the least, you know, field goal percent or field goals wise. It just mm-hmm. always seems to get the ball at the end of the shot clock. And mm-hmm. it's the person that bricks and everybody's yeah. mad at. It just sucks because, like, we know Russell Westbrook's strengths and his weaknesses. Yeah. The team was never built for him to succeed in general. Right, right. And, I mean, real pure basketball fans and people that play basketball know that yeah like we weren't that ne- we were never like oh damn like we're losing because you know russ isn't at his greatest form like we know even if russ we put russ in his his greatest form like that's taking away from lebron being his greatest form so we never was like oh it's all about russ but them <laughs> boneheaded turnovers you could control that you could control that so like that that but Again, he's playing just fine for the Clippers. I think again, y'all y'all are always every year these last 4 years y'all have been a deep team. So mm-hmm. I don't see like a reason to let go of him, you know, depending on what his market value is, you know. Y'all might be able to really get like keep him under market value cuz there might not be other teams out there. I think I think he won. I think he would get that John Wall deal. Remember when John Wall got his contract bought? I think he they gave him like 10 million a year or some shit like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see Russ being comfortable having his businesses all all in LA stay with the Clippers for like 10 12 million dollars a year. I think he's worth that. Okay. Do you think based off of his small sample size with the Clippers and then what he did in the playoffs excluding game 1 and game 5, um you think he has a place to stay in the league aside from the Clippers like you think other teams would kind of invest into him now? Cuz I feel like his name got tainted when he was on the Lakers. 
Right, yeah. I mean, every every team acts like, you know, every team needs talent, and Russ has talent. So to act like he can't be on a, on a roster, he can be on a roster. The question is, is just like, is he a cancer in your in your uh, in your locker room? And I don't think is that what you heard from the Lakers. What do you wait, say it again? Did Did you hear like any rumors from the Lakers that he was? Oh, I mean, yeah, there was a ton of, there was a ton of, they, somebody called him a vampire or some shit like that. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. I've never heard of that. He's probably just unhappy there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, if you, if, if you know that the people around you don't really don't want you there, there, yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not really trying to hoop over there. So I think, I think he'll try to stay a, a clipper. I do think there are a few teams that could use him. Um, what teams? I, I like, cause Chris Ball old now. I think he'll play well with, uh. With the Suns as their point guard. Mm, okay, yeah, that or Miami. um, Miami's cool. Um, shit, Sack could have used him today. To be honest, they mm-hmm. could have used him like just on both ends. Um, he I really think, impressed me with his defense too. Uh huh. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, like a team like that's just trying to get to that next level. Like Atlanta had a great year last year, getting to the conference finals. They could have used him this year. I think you know, just off the bench is another option. Mm, okay, so. I mean, there's tons of teams that need backup point guards. I think that's just where he is in his in his career now. Obviously, he starts for the Clippers, and that's cool. But I think if he were to go anywhere else besides Clippers, he'd be a backup point guard. Yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. So, is is playoff Jimmy a thing? Like, do we just have to accept that it's a thing? I mean, his first round in the playoffs <laughs> averaged thirty eight point six rebounds, four and eight, four point eight assists, shot forty four percent from three and sixty percent from the field. And they were the eighth seed and, and defeated Giannis. Granted, the Bucks lost game. I mean, Giannis wasn't available for game one, two, and three. They were still down to one. And they were up for the, basically the entirety of both games. And they just folded as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on playoff Jimmy, the Heat upsetting the Milwaukee Bucks, man? Yeah, I think it, it is a real deal. I think, you know, Jimmy just, again, always plays with a chip on his shoulder. You know what I mean? Just, like, always always wanting to be, you know, looked at as a – maybe not a top five player, obviously, but, like, you know, in the same likes, I feel like, as, you know, the Jason Tatums, the Jalen Browns. Like, he wants that – he wants that respect, especially just in the Eastern Conference. Um, and I think um, the way he played, um, you know, just in, in the first round, you know, that pass, the, you know, like the game five, like the one to push it to overtime, that oh, was crazy. The play when he dipped around and then caught it. Yeah, that was, that was crazy, you know. And, I mean, I, you know – I think Philly will never forgive themselves for just like letting him over even to buy or Ben or to yes that's just bad business that's bad business you don't you don't do that and ultimately like now from where he is right now in Miami he he is like you know basically doing his best Dwayne Wade impression you know like just just being you know that culture figure for what the Miami Heat are as an organization that toughness grit you know no nonsense um you know guy and he that fits his mode or that his mo perfectly you know when he was in minnesota he wanted to get up out there because cat and them wasn't playing you know they wasn't they wasn't hooping he's the cat still goofy you know so exactly <laughs> that's why they that's why they at home so you know he it, it was it's perfect fit in miami and it makes sense because they need a go-to guy and he is their go-to guy. He fits that perfectly. Um, 
I think it's a, you know it's a shame obviously that you know Giannis wasn't you know fully healthy, but you still had Drew Holiday and he was getting his ass busted. Yikes. So I think you know next year one on one. Next year, um, and I know this is like a later topic, but I think Milwaukee probably runs it back maybe one more time with their roster ha- as it is. Mm-hmm. I think they would have obviously beat them maybe in six games had had Giannis, you know, been able to play the full game one. And then even with game one, Miami was giving it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I just, I, you know, I think. I think Jimmy, like his his point per game average, like goes up like eleven points or something like that between regular season and playoffs. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Like all 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 respect to him, you know. And I think he's going to be the best player in this series too, and with the Knicks. It's crazy that the coach Bud didn't want to double Jimmy. Yep, that too, and that stuff didn't get doubled until the fourth quarter today. It's just I don't know. NBA coaches they might just have that ego thing, like where it's just like I don't want to double because I don't want to give up four on three on the back end. But it's like sometimes that's just the best play. Sometimes that just really is the best play instead of letting Steph shoot it and let it or let Jimmy beat you. Mm-hmm. You think Jimmy can continue this hot streak? Not on a bum ankle. Yeah, not on a bum ankle. And the the ankle that the, that twisted today didn't look good. He stayed out there and played. Ultimately, it's going to swell up today after the game's Once over. that adrenaline gone, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. I think game two will be the telltale sign. Um, but, you know, he's a warrior. He'll, he'll, try to, he'll try to play through it regardless. With the Heat in general, like, you think Jimmy Butler can be the – he's an interesting player, right? Because regular season he coasts, and in the playoffs he's literally a top three player. You think he's a number one option on the championship team? Like, you think if they if they keep Bam, Jimmy, everyone else can be movable. Let's say if they got a player like a Bradley Beal or like a Zach Levine, you think they can legit – with Eric Sposter, you said earlier, is the best coach in NBA, they can legit win the championship? Yeah, if they had Zach Levine, yeah, I think so. I think I think that they could get – because, again, like I'm, I'm looking at now, it's like, okay, the Knicks are – is essentially in your way, and then you got to play Boston. If I looked at that and I asked what team in the East could beat, like, could beat Boston and Boston for one game, like, let's say both teams win all their home games or whatever, but then comes to a game seven, like, what team has the culture and the defense that travels the most? And I would say it's it's Miami, you know. And then obviously Jimmy's playing, you know, even as good at home as he's playing on the road. So yeah, I think. I think Miami, if they if they just had one more like a bucket getter, a bucket getter, yeah. I mean Tyler Hero. I was about to ask you, Tyler Hero the answer. But again, like he's he's so like I'm gonna get you to 18 points, and then that's gonna be it. I might have one or two games where I go for 30, but like really, like you need that player that can push the envelope even further. But then also just play above the defense. Miami has a bunch of like. Undersized, you know, you got Kyle Lowry, you got um, Max Strauss, uh, Gabe, Gabe Vincent, you know, like those are players that are under the rim players. Um, and you, I mean, Zach Levine would be a would be a great, even Russ, you know, just somebody that can continue to push the pace, um, get great shots for other players, force you know the defense from side to side. Like, yeah, so yeah. How about I know he's a little older and obviously he came off he was battling injuries this year as well too, but um what if they got because he has a player option like a Chris Middleton? Yeah. Um I think, you know, Chris uh so 
I didn't watch the last like I didn't watch the first three games of the series, but like how did he play in the Miami series? He was up and down. Okay. And see that's the thing. Like I, I don't know if I'd want an up and down type player, man. Like at this point, right, you got you gotta yeah, you gotta ask yourself. It's like, okay, if Jimmy is playing at the same level as Jason Tatum, like that next player gotta play at least up to par with what Jalen Brown is is perf- is performing at. And Jalen Brown is playing at a one B level right now. So it's just Honestly, like him and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I I'm wildin'. Maybe Tatum might be a slightly better playmaker, but they equal to me. Right, yeah, and that's the thing. That's why it's one A, one B. It's like you can legit like they both number one options sometimes when you're looking at, especially coming off this Hawks series. I think, I think if if Miami were to try to really go do a deal, like it's got to be for a player that can can catch, can catch you know that twenty five to thirty point total a lot easier than just you know sixteen to eighteen points mm. per game. Chris Middleton for the series, 24 points per game. Okay. Shot yeah. 41% from three, 47% from the field. Yeah, that ain't that ain't bad. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. solid. You know, two, starting two guard playing NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but Miami, I mean, I guess I guess, yeah. You said he has a player option? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm assuming he would opt out to try to get more get money. Get more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. That'll yeah. be interesting, yeah. But I think Miami wins this series in seven games. I think, you know, I th- I just think they had a better player. And ultimately, Julius just – he's the reverse mm-hmm. of Jimmy. It's like he doesn't he doesn't play as well in the playoffs. Yeah, I was talking about that off air. Like, if you look at Julius Randle's playoff stats, it's actually disgusting. <laughs> yeah, his <laughs> shooting percentage is crazy. It's crazy. Wow. So, so yeah, I think they'll win the seven. Okay. Cool. Um, so, yeah, Giannis uh, obviously um, has been catching a lot of slack as well, too, and obviously he had a, a bad back and whatnot. But I thought they were going to be favorites to win it all. We talked mm-hmm. about how he was the best player in the NBA, how they were so dominant. They caught up to the Celtics and they actually got the number one seed. We haven't seen a number one seed get knocked out in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the last time was the Spurs got swept by the – by the Memphis Grizzlies, I think. Oh, yeah. That Damn, that was a crazy time. <laughs> yeah. But what's worse, do you think? Uh, Giannis losing in five to Miami or Dirk's MVP year when he lost to Golden State? Mm. I would say it's, it's still Giannis because, to me, in my eyes, he's the best player in the game. You know, so I think, you know, ultimately the the what comes with being the best player in the game is always the expectation of chip, you know, especially when you're in your prime. Um, so yeah, I, I would say I would say Giannis for me. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. And it's like a lot of people on social media was kinda going down to you like, yo, your your path to the championship was kinda washed when you think about it. Going mm-hmm. up against the Hawks, going up yeah. against uh the Nets with their two stars out. Yeah. I mean, look. Yeah, I mean, he he missed thirteen free throws. Yeah, like, he makes his free throws good. and win the game. Yeah, that wasn't good either. I I just you know they're all learning experiences though. I mm-hmm. think you know he's failing. It's like what he said on the podium. I was about like, to ask you what what how do you feel about that quote when he mentioned Jordan about failing? Mm-hmm. I I think it was beautiful. Like it was beautifully you know, what's the word I'm I'm looking for? It it, it was uh. It was the b- perfect way to to say that. Like I felt like 
Um, a lot of times, yeah, it's black and white when the media, you know, puts out the story about, you know, you didn't meet expectations, you you didn't play your best. But ultimately, the reason why I believe in what Giannis said is because I know he's going to take that experience and just get better. Like, ultimately, you got to be in the gym this summer working on free throws, you know? Like, that's yeah. just what it's going to be. It's crazy because that closeout game, uh, game six against the Suns, he only missed, like, two free throws or yep. missed one free throw, mm-hmm. like, 19 to 20, some shit like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was at home missing the free throws. That was yep. a crazy thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? It's tough. You know, you up there by yourself, you know, and my your shooting form ain't the best. And, you know, you just more so not – trying to shoot the ball and that play when you know they got the jump ball and he taps it back out <laughs> that you know that that just shows you where his mindset is right now and again you know a great player like Giannis he'll look at that moment and be like yeah that can't happen ever again mm. you know yeah that's tough so um and I was gonna ask you I think you briefly touched on it uh the other day so their roster's a little up there with age Right. Um, looking at them right now, let's see. Wesley Matthews, 36. Drogic, 36. Brooke Lopez is 35. Even though he manages to find a final youth. <laughs> Joe Ingles, 35. Drew, 32. Jay Crowder, 32. Milton, 31. Do you run it back or do you try to revamp? Yeah, I think you run it back one more time because, again. Run it back as in their core pieces stay intact. Like you keeping Brooke with Middleton and um, holiday to go with Williams and just sprinkle the role players. Right. Yeah. I'm not doing anything different from a one seed year. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah. Okay. But you know, and again, like I know people was talking about how, um, Budenholzer, you know, failed to make adjustments and stuff like that. I think that's where it starts. with. I think you fired coach, Bud. okay. Even though, you know, the shit that happened with his brother, yeah, damn, that's cold. Because he didn't make any adjustments from. Because I'm all right. Rest in peace. Prayers out to his family and all that other good stuff as well too. But his his brother passed away during games, during the closeout game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not sure. They just I said think the it was. Series. I'm pretty sure it was during the. I could be wrong. I hope I'm not wrong. But I think from what I remember saying, I think his he passed away either that game he knew beforehand or during the game. I can't remember. Mm. But in having said that, if that is the case, game one through four, he won't make no adjustments. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't really close down threes, plays a bunch of drop coverage, was not trying to take the ball out of Jimmy Butler's hand, forced him to go one-on-one. And then I don't know if it's a coach thing or, or a Giannis thing. I was listening to Giannis' press conference, and he was like, first of all, I want him to guard Jimmy. They call you the best defensive player. Why are you not guarding Jimmy? Mm-hmm. But apparently Giannis was like, oh, like he was like, yo, Drew, like I know you're our best perimeter defender. If you want to take some time off and let me guard my can. And apparently, based on what Giannis said, Drew was like, basically, nah, fuck that. I'm a guard him. Oh, okay. But if you're getting your ass busted every possession and a nigga right. telling you I own you, you got to switch it up or something. At least, yeah. I don't know, bro. Yeah, or at least help him at the rim once he got the rim. Like, yeah. damn. But, yeah, I agree. I I mean, I don't know about firing him. But, you know, again, yeah, you got to make adjustments. You know, you got to make adjustments. I give him sure. a pass because they lost because he wasn't available the first three games. But at the same time, you had it. If there was any team in this entire playoff run to come back from a 3-1 deficit, it was them. It's yeah. the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. 
They got what set in the rotation seven undrafted players in their rotation or some shit like that. At least five. Yeah. How yeah. you lose to them? Hey man, <laughs> it's all momentum, you know that, and 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 making adjustments. The Miami Heat were a playing team, right? Yeah, with the best coach in the league. That's the best coach in the league. But you know, you know, not having your best player virtually for not for game one and two. You know, that, that gave Miami all the confidence that they needed to just stay in the series. That's crazy. That's you know? crazy. So, I don't know. I mean, but, yeah, I'm not I'm not breaking up a, a one-seed team at all. I'm going to resign everything. And then, yeah, you can look at re, you can look at doing what you need to do after, after you know, next season. Okay. Cool. Um, just game seven just passed today. Kings Warriors, amazing series. I, I didn't like the ending, but it was an amazing series to say none the least. Um, the final score was, I think, 120 to 100. Steph Curry may have had the best game seven performance of all time, 58 and six as well. What were your thoughts on that series, man? Um, it was definitely the most competitive series. I felt like it was also the series that had the most adjustments if you will i felt like both coaches you know were dipped their hats in you know just a strategic uh you know game planning um you know obviously draymond can't comes off the bench um after they get that i think what game two win who the warriors yeah they got a uh, game three no whenever he came back from the suspension i thought yeah. i thought that was like game they won three. game three they won game three and four so they the kings won game one and two and then yeah, the warriors won game Three and four, and then the Kings mm-hmm. won game. And then, you know, that unlocked things for them. And then, you know, ultimately, you know, Mike uh, started playing Terrence Davis instead of Davion Mitchell from game six to game seven. I think that was a mistake in game seven today. I Watching watching Terrence Davis on the floor instead of Dave, uh, Davion Mitchell guarding Steph Curry, I thought that was just a horrible coaching decision from, from Mike. Um, and I thought – you know, ultimately, Davion was still giving enough offense to be on the floor and be okay and be playable on the offensive end. Um, so, but yeah, it was it was definitely the most uh, interesting series. And I thought, you know, Sack obviously was you know the Cinderella of the of the of the season, but they let me down today. Um, that third quarter was horrible, and Demontis Sabonis. I mean, bro, you you're an all star. You got outplayed by Kavon. You know he was voted top five in MVP. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I know point forwards like you're at the elbow, you get the ball, and you're supposed to look to you know cutters and everything like that. But I've never seen a player for multiple possessions get the ball at the elbow and be looking to pass with his back to the basket with the other player literally five feet away from him, like. All you have to do is reverse pivot, look at the basket, and shoot it. <sighs> and shoot. he don't want to do that. It You're playing four on five. And it was the most frustrating thing to see. Even in game seven today, like, your team needs you to put buckets up, and you just you just want to, like, like, you know, like, for example, Draymond does a great job of this. Like, Draymond will get the ball, and – He'll fake like he's about to um to hand it off, and then he'll and then dribble. He could have did that. He ain't that quick though. Well, he didn't even need to be that quick, really. I'm talking about just like literally just fake like you about to do something, take two dribbles in, and just just lay it up, man. Like it's <laughs> crazy how he never switches up 
his tendencies at all. You know, that's probably why Mike, That's probably why the coach made that adjustment. Yeah, and I mean Trey Lyles played a great game six. That was a great adjustment too by him. You know, to give him more playing time. But I think the Terrence Davis playing time today really, really cost them. It really, really cost them. Davion Mitchell should have played more. Um, you do not let Steph just get to 50. You just – you can't let him get to 40, you know. And he – I think he did a horrible job allowing Terrence Davis to defend him one-on-one the entire game. Kevon Looney's another MVP. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. – <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't I, – if you would have told me going into the series that Kevon Looney would be more impactful than Sabonis, I would have been like, what are you smoking? Yeah, man. Three games with 20-plus rebounds, yeah. I mean, and defensively completely just guarded the rim the way that they needed to, pass the ball the way that they needed to. Wasn't really expecting him to, like, have multiple assist games like that. Um, and, you know, right now they look – they look good. I would not take them against the Lakers. Obviously, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit, like a little bit, but I just, I think ultimately the Warriors got lucky today in the sense that, like, I think Mike got out coached. He got imagine out coached. Also, imagine Harrison Barnes hit that tray in game three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't never expect Harrison Barnes to hit no jump shots in the playoffs. He proved why the Warriors got KD and got Oof, man. He, and you, I mean, his coaching staff lost confidence in him. He did he lost playing time. So, yeah. I, but it was the best series for me uh, in, in round one. It's crazy because, like, if you don't have league pass, if you're not a Kings fan, you're not watching the Kings play. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox, boy, that boy a dog. Yeah. And that that was another thing that disappointed me today too was his performance. You know, um, I think his finger wore on him. I mean, possibly, but again, it it goes to like especially it, once it once he got in foul trouble today, mm-hmm. it was just over from there, right? It, for me though, when it comes to a game seven, like I know role players not only play better at home, but like they are you know a really big reason why teams win championships. But like in a game seven scenario, I do not want to see role players taking shots on possessions when you need points rather than your all star players. Mm-hmm. That pisses me off, especially when you're the point guard and you're the one who's dictating where the ball's going. Like De'Aaron, I just I felt like they could have just. They could have just run pick and roll, and you could have got like good shots. There were just times when he was in he was in uh, transition, decided to take pull up, you know, elbow jump shots instead of getting all the way to the rim, trying to get fouled, missed free throws today. He just he it never seemed like he caught a rhythm, you know, in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I thought that was going to be the one thing that was going to be consistent. Because I knew Malik Monk was going to be up and down. Um, how do you like their quarter? I mean, I, I like what they have as far as Keegan Murray showing a lot of promise. Obviously, you got Fox. Um, it looks like Lyles may be there long term. And then you got Davion Mitchell, that that dog off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, you think they can be a, a top three type of seed again? Um, Possibly. I Do you get rid of Sabonis? Or you just I, – if I if anything got revealed today, he's he's a four. Yeah. But it's like he don't shoot the ball, so it's like you're gonna have to keep him at center. Yeah, I don't I don't think they'll get rid of him just because he's a small market team and they would have to they would you know, then they're, they're not gonna 
I don't think they would get anything back in a trade that's better than what he what he has. But I I mean th- the one thing that I that I don't like about their uh, course is is Herder though. He looked horrible the entire series, and you know he's supposed to be the floor stretcher to to make space for everybody else. Malik Monk outplayed him the entire series, um, but you know De'Aaron Fox. It's a bonus. They'll win you a lot of regular season games, but they it, it will show whether or not next year that they learned from, you know, the blunders that they made from this season. Which they should. They won seven games with the defending champs. Right, right, exactly. And I mean, the game could have went either way. It was sixty one, sixty one in the, you know, in the third quarter, I think. Third quarter, yeah. So it just, you know, you know, Steph Curry and the Warriors, they, they went on the run that, you know, Sack couldn't recover from. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's just how it, how it runs. They literally reminded me of, like, obviously it's a different style of play, but the analogy with the when the Warriors are just coming up and they gave the Spurs that scare. Mm-hmm. So who who knows what happens next year? Would you do a crazy trade like this? Because I, I just don't think Sabonis is the answer for them. I mean, like, he's a good player, but it's like, what is he really doing to impact winning at this level, especially in the playoffs? Like, who who can you replace for him as well, too? Okay. You literally just do dribble handoffs. Right, yeah. And get your rebounds. If he, if he has someone that's uh, his size or a little bit bigger, he's not going to really do anything in the post. Like, okay, so what's your what, – what's your, what's your I know he's had a record of being injury-prone a little bit. Um, two options, if it's possible – Hypothetical. Porzingis had a great year. What if Porzingis was their five instead of him? Okay. That would be tough. Okay. Or, or in a hypothetical, if they got like a Carl Anthony Towns there. Yeah. I mean, a Carl Anthony Towns would change the situation. I don't know how much. I mean, just from a talent perspective, he's better, but I'm not sure as a winner mm-hmm. that his head is always there. <laughs> <laughs> but he would be a better player to put on the floor. Yeah. Um, I'd prefer that over Porzingis. Porzingis, you know, he stretches the floor, um, but he has this thing about you know, you know, getting the ball. Like I think he has like a diva aspect to him that I think would fuck with them as a team core. What they have building right now. Okay. Um, and then you said Hoarder can go, but what if they yeah. what if they keep Hoarder and they? Because I think Harrison Barnes gonna be a free agent. What if you mm. bring in like a Kyle Kuzma? Does that work? Or are they kind of? I just I think him and Keegan are the same player though. Yeah. So I mean I don't I I mean I'd more rather see like a Chris Middleton. Ooh, Chris like, Middleton. Chris great. Middleton. Great. That's a great party. replacement. Right. And then you they they gonna have I think they are gonna have the most cap space to sign. So I, if I'm Chris Middleton, I might. It depends on if you want to run it back with your boy. Right. Yeah. But if if he wants to get more money and and the Bucks are not willing to offer it, I would go. I would go over there. Exactly. That's a perfect piece. Yeah, because now you have a, a, a bona fide two-guard who can get his own bucket. You don't think that's too much on him, though, the way they play so fast? Nope. Mm-mm. It's perfect for Middleton? Mm-mm. Yeah, and they'll go to him in the half court, too. Mm-hmm. So, nah, I don't think it's too much. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Shit, so, there's, a, there's a ton of players that be that be in the in the half court when their team's in transition, Chris Paul being one of them, LeBron being one of them. So even when they're running, he'll he'll be fine. Mm. Speaking of that, second round matchups, man, let's go. We got the Lakers versus Warriors. 
First game, I think, is on Tuesday. Looking forward to that journey. Obviously, Golden State Warriors have the upper hand. They are the number six seed going up against the number seven seed. I don't think we've ever seen a six for a seven seed in the second round. That's kind of crazy. And it being the most like anticipated, maybe sexiest matchup of the of what's going on right yeah. now. LeBron hasn't played Steph in, since 2018. Well, in, guess, in like playoff type yeah, basketball, yeah, if so if you don't count that playing, yeah, playing situation. Oh, when yeah. he had he he he's seeing double rooms, <laughs> triple right, rooms. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, that's gonna be an interesting series because it's gonna be a different style of play that the Warriors are gonna kind of go up against as well. Um, obviously the Kings never been there before, and they play at one pace. Just try to out, try to out, try to outrun you, try to outrun you, try to outrun you, get a lot of shots up. Um, with the Lakers. You know, you got the best player in LeBron James with Anthony Davis, and you got a lot of depth. Um, but the thing that's going to stand out to me most is probably the Lakers' defense. Right, right. I think off of their defense alone, um, they're de- they're definitely going to bother the role players. Um, and their depth is better as well, too. I like their depth as well. Um, who you think is going to start off guarding Steph Curry? Vanderbilt? Mm-mm. D'Lo? Reeves? Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is going to have him. D'Angelo better not ever touch Steph. He better not ever touch it. I think D'Angelo can get away with guarding Klay Thompson. Okay. I was actually going to say, I think. Because that they, like, okay. So let's say they, they, they bring back Draymond in the lineup for this against them, which he can't, he has to basically start. It's going to be Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney. Right. Your Lakers starting five obviously is pretty much established. Who you got guarding who? Yeah, I for me like I'd put D'Angelo on Andrew Wiggins because oh, Wiggins. Yeah, because he's the he's the person that is going to get the ball least out of him, Steph, and Clay. Okay, and Clay is running around screens. D, uh, D'Angelo is slow. Like if you ever see him on defense, he is a slow <laughs> player. Like just chasing. You do not want him chasing him for seven games. What I would rather see is Vanderbilt stick either, yeah, stick Clay because that to me makes it more of like putting him on an actual offensive option, trying to shut him down, and then allowing Austin Reeves to guard Steph in the situation where like he's just guarding the primary ball handler. Um, I think, you know, in contrast with the Memphis series, like, like you could have put Vanderbilt on Desmond Bain. And then had Austin Reeves guard Jaw, but it made more sense just to have more length on Jaw and then have Desmond Bain being guarded by Austin. So I think in this series it'll switch because I just think you you need more like quickness on Steph, and I just I I just think it'd be a better matchup for Vanderbilt to be on Clay because mm. I I just don't I just don't see that being being successful being him on Steph. And then you got LeBron guarding Draymond Green because you want him on the on the least, you know, stress of offensive player and then Anthony Davis on come on Lee. Anthony Davis is going to own them. He should own them. He better cuz we'll need him to. Like he if he, you know, this series will obviously be a lot different for him defensively than it was in the in the previous series because Memphis wanted to operate in the paint, but obviously Golden State operates from the perimeter, so he won't have 
maybe I don't see him necessarily having five blocks or whatever a game the way he did in Memphis, but he'll still op, like he'll still dominate the paint. He'll still make sure that you know whatever's at the rim is is being erased, and he'll need to get buckets on the other end because I think. See, that's the thing. If they start Kevon Looney and Draymond Green, Draymond can't guard can't guard Anthony. Like he would have to guard LeBron in that situation because Kevon Looney ain't sticking LeBron James. So I think that that is actually going to be like kind of um, like a really good chess match, trying to figure out who they're going to start and who they want to start on Anthony Davis because ultimately I know that they want to put Draymond on Anthony Davis, but because of how they want to start the game, that might not be the case. Mm. Damn. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one because you're, you're, you're coming from a series where everything's kind of predicated on Jaws' ability to get to the paint and kick it out to his open shooters. Mm-hmm. Now, like you said, it's a lot of – ball movement <laughs> right with the Warriors as well too so I'm just curious on um the the Lakers the Lakers ability to kind of switch that defensive mindset right but even as a team though like their team defense is still great great you know it's just that Anthony's effect as a shot blocker is just what looks the greatest on highlights and shit like that but our team defense is good we make teams take late sh- you know shots in the shot clock and I think Ultimately, so long as we don't allow both Steph and Clay to get off, I think we'll be in a good position because, like you said, like Jordan Poole. Inconsistent. He's inconsistent, but also, like, he's always taking tough shots because defenses are, you know, are are, are geared towards, like, making him take tough shots. And I think that that's what the Lakers will do, too. Um, and our and our our role players that come off the bench are also – really good plus defenders as well with Dennis Shooter and Troy Brown. Um, so I think no matter what, we'll continue to put the defensive pressure on them. And then when they turn the ball over, the Lakers are like, I think the number one team in transition, in transition points. So that plays right into our hands as well. Damn. So you don't think Wiggins going to guard? Uh, I think Wiggins going to probably guard Brian and Draymond's probably going to guard Vanderbilt and help. I don't know how that would – I don't I, – you know, because, you know, Draymond wants to just be impactful. I just see him being one of the people that's like, I want to guard one of the two best players. Yeah. Them, them podcast episodes are going to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> praise Bron and shit on <laughs> Yeah, because I, I just think, like, I just I just see Dre wanting to have that, like, an effect to, to try to stop one or the other. This may be the last time we see Steph versus Bron in the playoffs, too. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. But I always say this too: the X factor, I think, of the entire series for the Lakers is D'Angelo Russell. If D'Angelo if Russell, get hot. if D'Angelo Russell, he don't need to score thirty, but what he needs to do is shoot. He needs to be effective, like, and not be timid because early on in the series, especially on the um, away games, he just played like, oh no, I'm not going to shoot right now. I'm going to be a pass first or pass first point guard. You could tell he was thinking too much. And then as the series waned from game five to seven, like, or from game five to six, like you see, he finally kind of opened up his offense and was like, no, like I'm a shooting this rock, like no matter what. And that unlocks the Lakers. Like it just unlocks it. Cause at that point it's like, you got AD at the rim, you focus on him. You got Brown on the other side, you focus on him too. 
And if Austin Reeves and D'Angelo are shooting, it just it just bec- it just becomes an un- unguardable offense, you know. Mm-hmm. And you have obviously Vanderbilt in the short corner, ready to shoot that three pointer. He was hitting it. He knocked down no corner threes. He was hitting it in Game Six, you know. And I think he'll have to hit a few of those, you know, to stretch leads or to get leads back, because um, they'll force the ball to him too. But I think I think the Lakers are in a prime position. I like their defense better than Golden State, and I like the fact that. We will be able to score on their defense um, more often than not, um, and obviously, when it comes to you know traveling on the road, there's no player I trust more than LeBron James to at least get one road one road game in a series. I got the Lakers in seven. What you got? Yeah, yep, Lakers in seven as well. I think I am struggling to say that they will win game one, but if they win game one. I could see it being over in six, though, because I can see it going Lakers game one, um, Golden State game two, and then the Lakers winning both game three and four at home. Golden State is is a little wishy-washy on the road, but they've proven they can win on the road now, so Mm -hmm. we're going to see what happens. That's going to be exciting. Um, Knicks Heat, I didn't really get to watch the game like that. I was was out doing some other creative endeavors, but uh, what's your thought on that series, man? It's it's definitely like that eighties, nineties feel. <laughs> like you could tell both teams, you know, they don't like each other. Um and I feel like there is still that that bleed off from last series for Jimmy where he's like, Look, no matter what, I'm gonna be the best player on the floor and like he played like that today. And it just makes it it just makes it fun. Like any, like I love watching you know New York Knicks home games, like playoff games, because they're just the crowds in it. You know, if the referees fuck up, like they letting them know, and it's it's just it's it's a great um, playoff atmosphere. A lot like Boston, a lot like Golden State at the Chase Center or at Oracle, um, and then you know the Lakers at Staples Center as well. So I feel like right now, from an X's and O standpoint, it definitely. Um, is advantage Miami Heat even because, with Jimmy's injury? Okay, well, yeah. If, if Jimmy's injured, then 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 no. But I'm just saying more so, like just from a coaching standpoint, okay. like I prefer obviously, Spo with, over. yeah, Spo over over uh, Tom. And then you have the fact our, that they've already won Game One. You know what I mean? I think I think right now. Miami's just playing with ultimate confidence. I mean, think about it. If you if you beat the number one seed, you feeling like okay, you got to beat me, you know. So I think right now they're playing off the high from the last series. They they hit shots. They defended when they needed to. Jimmy was checking um, was checking Brunson oh, in the first quarter today? and in the fourth quarter. I was like, he's Damn. making it hard for him. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, and I just felt like the Knicks. They folded because they were up 11 in the first quarter. But, you know, obviously no lead is insurmountable in the league now. But, like, they were playing with so much hype and confidence, and then they just lost it in the third quarter. Um, and then, you know, Miami just continued to stay in it. You know, they got the veterans. They got the, you know, team with the chip on their shoulder, and they just kind of just out-executed them. What if Julius Randle comes back, even though he hasn't been playing relatively pretty well in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, it'll obviously give them an edge. Um, I still like Miami in seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even with him coming coming back. Um, I just think that Miami plays with, like, an extra gear that I don't think New York will will get to. 
you know, even with even without um, Tyler Hero, like I just think Jimmy is, is just playing with this this head and shoulders. Like I'm the best player on the floor, and when you have that in a playoff series, it is so it's so valuable. You mm-hmm. know, like as good as as good as Jalen Brunson has played, like he's playing great. Obviously, um, I think he's like. I'm not sure what his averages are right now, but it seems like every shot he's throwing up, it's like, God damn, it's going in, you know? So <laughs> he's playing great, but Jimmy is just, he he's he's dominating on both sides of the floor right now. And, you know, again, they have the best coach in the series to make adjustments. Yeah, I say Heat in 7-2. Um, there's not really much to add on to that as well. Mm-hmm. Celtics 76ers, man, this is interesting because Joel Embiid is doubtful for game one. He also sprained. We just had a lot of injuries in general. Joel like- Embiid, Kawhi, uh, Jimmy Butler's down now. Obviously, PG couldn't play. John Morant was injured for a little bit. Like, just so many injuries. But having said that, sprained knee. Um, game one is tomorrow, Monday. And... Uh, that's going to be a tough one. I feel like he's always injured around this time. That And it's like, I feel like we waited the entire year for this matchup. Like, we knew it was it was, it was was inevitable. Like, either Milwaukee was going to play Boston or, or Milwaukee was going to play Philly. Philly was going to play Boston. It's like, we've been waiting for this, and we just want to see it. And Joe being the one that got injured, it's like, bro. Especially when he's probably going to win MVP. That gets yeah. announced this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's... It's it's sad. I don't think he'll play game one. Um, it just doesn't look like it. And you yeah, know, these past other sprained knees. I don't think he gonna. He might not play the whole series. Yeah, he might, might try it. Try to play. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't think he gonna play, bro. Man, then yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a Boston cakewalk. They might get a gentleman sweep in, but it might it might just be a four zero. Yeah, just seeing. I mean, I know Trey Young is always that type of guy that can give you one and two games in the series as well. Yeah. Um, so hopefully James Harden can, you know, turn back the clock and figure mm. some things out. I mean, they got Maxi, they got him, and they got Tobias from Coach Doc. So I think they can get one game out. If Joel and B were healthy, I have Celtics in seven. Okay. But if Joel and B is not playing, I, I agree with you. Four just, one or just a sweep in general. I'm gonna say yeah. four four one. Because yeah, Celtics be goofy sometimes. Oh yeah, we so, know that. <laughs> we know that. So I, I I got them winning one game, but you got Jalen Brown and Tatum to bother uh, James Harden. That's gonna be tough, man. James yeah, Harden, man. he's a great playmaker now, but he really lost his explosiveness, dog. Yeah, like a lot of his shots are just contested threes now, dog. Like. Yeah. One on one, he he's not blown by no one no more. So he's not as effective, and he's not drawing fouls like that. So his yeah. his game is kind of ugly to watch, dog. <laughs> and it's sad, bro. It's like I, I be saying the same thing about LeBron. He lost his first step since the. But you know, at least day. LeBron is obviously he's bigger, uh-huh. but he's developed a skill where he can score in any type of way. James Harden never adjusted his game mm-hmm. from a scoring standpoint. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, yeah, I, I, it just took all the, all the air out of the series, bro. <laughs> like, why, Joe? What you doing, bro? Like, damn, Joe, big ass. Was it a freak ass. accident? No, someone fell on his knee or some shit. No, nah, it was like he was, he was going up for like either a layup or like a or a dunk or whatever. And um, Cam Johnson kind of like just like slid underneath him. Some bullshit. Always this bullshit happening, yeah, bro. It's like because he had a sprained knee last last year. 
I I mean something like that. I it, it's always either the knee or some MCL like situation <laughs> every year, like in the playoffs. I think it was only one year where he was just like completely like fine. That was probably Toronto. Year, Toronto. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, damn, bro, like get it together, bro. Like No, last year was his face, right? Yeah, cuz he had the, the mask on. And then the year before was his, his MCL. Damn. Man, yeah, that was going to be a cool series. Like obviously I Cause think no Boston one had no one had answers for him. Yeah. Like and B could it he could have probably won them the series on some Jimmy shit. Yeah, man. And I just wanted to see Boston, you know, have to sweat a little, you know. Yeah. They they sweat a little bit against the against the Hawks. Just a little bit. Yeah. And they just turned the switch on like, all right, let's stop playing around with these motherfuckers. Yeah. I, I, I was upset too about that game six. I felt like Trey let him down too. But mm-hmm. yeah. Damn. So you got gentlemen sweep. Yeah. Yeah, I got gentlemen sweep yeah, as well too. Mm-hmm. And in the last preview, Suns versus Nuggets. Nuggets already are up one zero one one twenty five to one oh seven. Um, I love KD. I love Book. I know he don't like Book that much as well too. I but love it. y'all love beat the Clippers on some on some floppy <laughs> bullshit. So I'm going for the Nuggets right now. I just think Malone is way better than Monty. Monty's not even playing his bench. He's not playing um, Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross. He's not playing. He. I would still try to play campaign, campaign. just yeah, for the yeah. pace. And he's not playing. Um, who's the guy? T.J. Warren either. Mm-hmm. You might have to not play Biombo for the rest of the series and just let the other white boy get some minutes because that shit is terrible. Oh yeah, 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 man. I mean, honestly, I love seeing Kevin Durant fail. I'm not gonna You're lie sick. to you. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I love seeing it. Um. I think like, you know, they're just playing faster. Like Denver just they just they're playing faster than than um than Phoenix. And it's just so predictable what Phoenix is trying to hit you with and you just you just gotta be able to with withstand like their their offensive firepower. And if you can do that by having a great offense yourself, which Denver has like you'll be fine because you're gonna carve up their defense. Like if Kevin Durant really is like your last line of defense from like protecting the basket over a seven game series, like that is going to like you'll be fine. Like Kevin Durant over a seven game series is not going to deter you from the basket every possession. So you'll you'll be fine. And Jokic, like what I saw from him was just like a very like laid back, relaxed he game. He's chilling. You know, he not he Aiden not soft, exerting like any like energy. He just out there free flowing, playing, like not getting knocked on his ass or nothing like that. He just out there hooping. So Yeah, dude. Coaching edge goes to goes to them. Depth also goes to them. Mm-hmm. And you could argue they got the best player in the series as well, too, with Joker as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's quick work. Well, no, I, let me not let me not say quick work. It's crazy because they're they're gonna they're gonna adjust for game two. We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah. But if you playing Katie who 34, 35, 40 plus minutes and book, <laughs> that's just a recipe for disaster. You're yeah. gonna have to find a way to stagger their minutes. Um, but I think there's just too, the, the the Nuggets just play so well. They kind of went away from picking on Joker early on in the game. They went away from that, so I think mm-hmm. they're going to do that a little bit more, but they got to play their role players or else they're not going to have no chance. It looks like Coach Monty's another stubborn type of coach as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, that shit might – it might be 4-1. I was, I was just about to say that's why I said <laughs> quick work. I was like, the way their defense looks, I'm like, yeah. I know it's one game, but like – 
Yo. I, I think I think the Nuggets are going to win in five games. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, it's it. What's going to be telling is obviously games two and three. If they if, if they get them out the way, like in game two, like I'm just saying, like like what is the leadership right now for the Suns? Like like you like as for Chris Paul, like I know your your voice holds a lot of weight, but at some point, like niggas probably stop listening to him because I mean he ain't he ain't the same. You know what I'm saying? So like ultimately you 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 leaning on Devin Booker and Kevin Durant to be your your leaders in the locker room I, I, after scrapping this this roster together, you know, after the trade deadline. And it's just it's I yes, Kevin Durant's won. Like they were like what, eight and oh or nine and oh like since the trade or whatever when he was in the lineup. But like yeah, ultimately like Playoff basketball, like, you got to have depth to, like, stay in series, especially with a team that runs and, and runs their offense as fast as Denver. Like, you cannot be out there with a bad defense and then expect to just score with them, which is what I think that they thought when they made the trade, you know? Like, I felt like they just thought, okay, we're going to have a bunch of, you know, offensive firepower and that we'll be able to just worry about defense when we get to the fourth quarter or whatever. But the game was out of reach in the third. So it's just like – I don't know what Phoenix can do to beat Denver, you know? Like, I don't know, like, what game plan they can put together to to be like, okay, like, this is what we're going to do to, to beat them four times. Damn. Yeah, that shit sucks. And, like, they don't even have no one to guard Jamal Murray. Like, their best shot was a Kogi, but he can't – you can't play him on the floor because he can't shoot. Right. And, yeah, I mean, I, I just – you know, I'm I'm speaking from a from a a, a tainted view. Like, I, I I'm a hater when it comes to Kevin Durant because I, I I was just there's too many years where people was trying to say he was so close to LeBron, and I was just like, yeah, I, I'm I'm not. They just do different him. type of players too. So you know, it take what I say for with a grain of salt, but I I definitely don't see Phoenix beating them even twice, honestly, because I think Denver will get you know play just as well on the and, road. And Phoenix is they're. They're not a modern day team. They don't get up threes like that. Like if you if you just gonna stick to the mid range and get twenty threes a game, don't turn the fucking ball over. They had like sixteen turnovers last game. So if they can limit their turnovers and try to attempt at least thirty threes and eight and just has to be a force. Maybe they have a and chance. And he started the game really well. You yeah. know, he, he got duck ins and stuff like that. But I think it's a win when you when whoever else is when the ball's in not in Devin Booker and and Kevin Durant's hands is to win, yeah. you know? So. Damn. So, I, yeah, I say 4-1. Yeah, wouldn't be mad at that, you know? I, I'm going to say Nuggets 6. Nuggets tough, man. I'm going to say 6, so I'm Out not disrespectful. But, I'm going to say but, 5. Uh, five yeah, but five. Uh, under the table, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> under the table. Damn, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, Real Rapper Cap, there's a couple up here. Real Rapper Cap, the Clippers would have beaten the Suns with at least one star. Uh, real rap, real rap. Yeah, I give you that one. I think Kawhi, um, ultimately, you know, keeps them within, you know, the game till the fourth quarter, and then, you know, ultimately, y'all's defense and their lack of defense gets y'all where y'all need to be to win most of the games. Yeah, I say real rap as well too. Um, you just need someone to help offset Devin Booker and and, uh, and Kevin Durant. And like I said, we had the best coach, we had the depth, and then even with the sample size with Kawhi not playing, every game was relatively pretty close. So real rap. 
Real rap or cap, Dylan Brooks will be back in Memphis uniform next season. He's an unrestricted free agent this offseason. Cap, I think that they're going to do everything in a in a possible, possible, possible way to go get Ocheon and Obi from, from Toronto. Crazy. I said that, too, to my friend today. Mm. I said they, if they would have had a player like OG, they would have been fine. So, real rap, yeah, Ja, you got your core with Ja, Bane, and JJJ. Mm-hmm. If you can get, like, an OG, that changes the game. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Real rapper cap, James Harden will have at least one vintage performance versus the Celtics. Cap, I think, uh, you know, I think where James is now is just 22 points and 10 assists, and that's fine. I just, I don't ever see, like, another, like, we talking about, like, a 35 and 12 situation. Nah, I don't see that. Yeah, as much as I love him, like I said, because of the athleticism that went away from him, and the rule changes are not favored in his way anymore. I'm gonna say cap as well too. I mean, I might see like there might be a 25 point game night, but that's just gonna be off of threes. Mm-hmm. Like he really can't create separation. Now you're going to go, going against motherfuckers in their prime with Tatum and Brown and Marcus Smart there. Brogdon, yeah, Brogdon, yeah, that's dead. Yeah, <laughs> real rapper cap. He made Udoka will take the Houston Rockets to play in contention. Next season, Cap. Um, I mean, think about the teams that just weren't in play or playing contention this year. You have Dallas Mavericks; they'll be back. Um, Portland, I believe in what what they have at some point to get into playing contention. I just don't see the teams that be at the back of the West that they will get to that quality of team. Mm, okay, real rapper Cap was Jimmy Butler the best player in the first round. Yes, real rap. He, you know, I mean, you're you're eight seed and you beat a one seed. You scored almost a hundred points two games. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> you you were the man. I mean, close second would would in my eyes would be Steph Curry. I thought you were gonna say Steph. Yeah, yeah. I would say that. Yeah, I'd say it too. You were a playing team. You could have been the seven seed. You let the Hawks beat. You got the AC and then you beat Giannis when everyone thought they were the favorites. Definitely. Last but not least, real rapper Cap with no Embiid. No Embiid is Doc Rivers on the hot seat this year. How long has it been in, in he's been there? Like maybe five years is, or something? Yeah. With, with them? Yeah. This is year three because the first year was with the Clippers. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I would say real rap. He is on the, on the hot seat. Um, just because there's some somebody has to be a scapegoat, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody always has to be a scapegoat in the season where you're supposed to have high expectations. Um, even though that everybody knows Joel and B got hurt, um, they'll try to make a change. I think just like how they tried to make a change with Brent Brown, um, they'll they'll probably do the same. I'm gonna say Cap because Joel and B's hurt. They're gonna just try to run it back um, mm-hmm. and see if James Harden can resign and try to flip him for something else as well. And that's that's why I was so surprised that he made you know made his decision so fast. It just seemed like he probably just, he's probably just looking at it like ah, I don't know if I I don't know if I can win. I don't know if I can meet the expectations. So let me just start young because the league is going younger now. We got Memphis, we got the Kings, we got all these other players um, and teams that are young. I, I just I feel like with his style, he wants to bring. Mm-hmm. 
he just didn't match the 76 or style. That's fine. But to think about it like this, think about if you have a bad tenure at the Houston Rockets. Now people know you as the coach who couldn't get the Houston Rockets quarter where it needed to be and the guy that fucked some VPs, <laughs> VPs fucking wife or whatever. You know, you're out the league. At that point, you're done. You, now you're coaching college basketball teams, recruiting teams. Niggas, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dead ass. But we'll yeah. see. I'm ho- I'm hoping for him. Obviously, I thought he was gonna wait a little bit because my my hypothetical was like Pop is only getting older. We're gonna get Victor, and then eventually when Pop get old, uh-huh. you probably hire him under the staff, and then he takes over. Mm-hmm. And that would have been great. But yeah, yeah you're right. Cool. If this if if he don't get, I think he has a, what, a three to five year window. If they don't get to the playoffs within three years, by year three, mm-hmm. then, yeah, he probably not going to get another job. Okay, well, okay, this is my last question for you. Would, would you Do you prefer Houston Rockets core or Detroit's? I like Detroit's size. Kate with them boys. <sighs> I like, yeah, Detroit. Yeah, I'm going too. with Detroit. Okay, because, I mean, shit, Dwayne Casey – didn't he get fired? Yeah, he got fired. So I would have took that job, but I High key with Caden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have took that job, but okay. Interesting. Okay. Any last words for episode 130? Um, Yeah, man. You know, stay uh, stay safe out there. You know what I'm saying? It's um, it's about to be, what is it? About to be May. So summer's coming around. I know people ought to be outside. You know, just stay safe out there. You know, continue to... Um, Oh, you know, Mother's Day coming up too, you know what I'm saying? Take care of y'all mamas, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, thank you, you know, for the opportunity to come back on the show, man. You know, definitely excited to get back in front of the camera. And, um, yeah, can't wait to see, you know, who comes out of these second round matchups. So just to rehash, Lakers, Warriors, I got Lakers in seven, you got Lakers in seven. Right, yep. Suns, Nuggets, you got the Sun, the Nuggets in six, six. I got Nuggets in five. Mm-hmm. Knicks, Heat, we both agree, Heat in seven. Right. Celtics, 76ers, Celtics in five. Four. Four. Mm-hmm. Damn, four. Yep. You heard it here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that yep. was episode 130 of the season show. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at the season show at Cersei's at Terrence Whaley underscore. We out. Peace.